Hello everyone and welcome back to the In The Saddle podcast. I'm your host Chris Loder and I'm joined on this Christmas edition of the podcast by Liz Batchelor and Mark Karofsky. We were meant to be joined by our regular pundit Katie Midwinter but unfortunately she's uh, been down with the flu over the last couple of days so she sent me in her selections and I uh, will give you them when we get to each of those races. But before we get into the business end, let's see how my guests are this week. Mark, how are things with you? Are you looking forward to Christmas? Bit of a scrooge, but yeah, looking forward to the racing on Boxing Day. Yeah, looking forward to it. Lots of action. Yeah, plenty of races to get our teeth stuck into. And how about you, Liz? Are you looking forward to Christmas? I am looking forward to Christmas, and I think I'm always looking forward to dry January just as much. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a good weekend of racing. What price are you to complete dry January then? <laughs> About a thousand to one, I reckon. Yeah, that's value as well. Don't get along. Okay, then the first race we're going to look at is going to be the 12.45 at Kempton. It's the Labrooks Long Walk Hurdle. It's a Grade 1 contest. This has been saved from Ascot's card last week, which was abandoned due to the cold weather. And Champ is your favourite, who won the race last year. He's currently available at 9-4. Miranda and Pacey Parker, then next in at 4-1. Goshen at 9-2. And then Not So Sleepy is the outside of the field at 12-1. Mark, I'll come to you here first. Um, only five runners, but a little bit of a tricky puzzle, I thought, to solve this one. Yeah, Phil obviously Paisley Park and uh, Champ both reoppose here. Um, only a neck separating them last time out. Our 10-year-old's probably a hard race, but obviously you've got Goshan in here as well. And he's 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 a dog, isn't he? He's, he's the place late. That's it, place late. Mark's uh, Christmas banker then is going to be place late Goshen. How about you though, Liz? Uh, did you have any strong opinions on this race? Well, as Mark was, well, I, I'm, yeah, I'm against Mark here. I think it is going to be the battle between the two again, um, and that's between Champ and Paisley Park. Um, as Mark said, Champ only just got the better of Paisley Park last time out um, at Newbury at the end of November. It was just a neck between them. Um, with regards to the other runners, it's going to be interesting to see maybe what Goshen does. Um, as we do know, he's a bit of a liability. Um, and he's tried chasing, and I'm not too sure he was suited that well by it. So they've obviously gone back hurdling, um, winning last time out at Ascot. Um, but I'm not convinced he's going to have the legs for the distance. Uh, Miranda is an interesting contender, really relishing the step up and trip last time out, winning easily. Um, but I, th- I think Champ, for me, should just get out, get his head out in front again. Okay, so Liz is going to go for Champ. Katie also agrees. She thinks Champ is the one to be with. I know it's hard for me to say, but I am probably just going to favour Goshen. I just think if there's a fly in the ointment here, it could be him. If he gets an easy lead up on the front end of things, I just think they might they might just not get to him. And this is his condition, especially if the rain falls. Right-handed, flat track, plenty of juice in the ground. It could just be his day uh, in the sun. But yeah, I mean... 92, maybe not the worst price you're ever going to see, but we'll probably know early on if Goshen is in the mood. And obviously, if he isn't uh, in the mood, uh, Mark will be collecting. So that's our thoughts then on the long walk. We're now going to move uh, to the 120 at Kempton, another grade one. It's the Labrooks Corto Star Novices Chase. 
and Muck Fabulous is looking to continue. Paul Nichols is good record in the race at six to four. We've then got his other runner next in at seven to two with Jelena Bello. Gala Desla too has uh, been well supported now uh, into four to one. Time Hill at thirteen to two and more like at sixty six to one. Uh, Liz, I'll come to you first. Muck Fabulous and Jelena Bello obviously heading the betting for Paul Nichols. Do we think he can continue his good record in this race? Yeah, I think so. And I am going with the favourite in Muck Fabulous. Um, his switch to Chasen has been very successful and his win at Newbury at the end of November where he practically made all was so impressive. Um, I beat Time Hill and Mortlock um, and who were both are in, in this race by six and a half lengths and two lengths respectively. He jumped really well that day. Um, he's the highest rated and I don't think um, anything's going to get past him in this race. Yeah, I'm tending to agree with you. I just think he's... Um, he's the solid one. I just think a couple of the others have got question marks over them. Obviously, respect the skeleton runner, but a big step up uh, in class and, and in trip as well. I'm just a bit concerned that she might find this too much of a test, but does have to be respected. Katie as well has also gone for McFabulous. How about you, Mark? Are we going to make it a full house on the podcast here with McFabulous? I can certainly see McFabulous holding the form with uh, Time Hill. Um, that was a really disappointing run from Time Hill last time out. Stables, runners, they're just not running running the race. Um, interesting, you mentioned about Skeleton's runner, Galad de Latex. I mean, if you could get a match bet with this one in Time Hill, that would probably be the bet. I think it's probably the odds against. I'm not convinced with the, the Hobbs Yard at the moment. Um, Time Hill, very disappointing last time out. And there's no reason why he's going to reverse that form with McFabulous here. Um, got to be opposing Time Out. Again, not trying to be too ultra negative here, but probably place late time hill here if you get a match bet with the bottom one against time hill that's where i play that okay so uh, mark is uh, not keen on the chances of time hill so three votes for mcfabulous and yeah mark is keen to oppose time hill the next race we're going to look at is the 155 it's the labrick's christmas hurdle a grade one and constitution hill is your favorite at one to seven we then got epiton a previous winner of this race at eight to one so royale next in at 16s metier at 50s and highway 102 the outside of the field at 100 to one um mark we're not going to waste too much time on this race i think constitution hill's just going to win in me but uh how far do you think he'll win by yeah listen he didn't really have a race last time out it's difficult to to sort of judge the run from Epiton as well. I don't think she was fully extended last time out either. I think she's run a solid race. She's finished second to Constitution Hill. I think the the danger here for Constitution Hill is in front of him, not behind him. Um, probably a no bet for me because obviously Highway 102 is probably likely to go forward. Um, but obviously Constitution Hill is probably going to take a pull. Again, I think it's a difficult race. It's a no-bet race for me. I think Sorrell was disappointed last time out as well. Metier got a bit to find. Again, listen, I wouldn't be surprised if it's just a, a replica of the, the fighting fifth, Constitution Hill and Epitome 1-2. Uh, nothing original there, but I think Highway 102 is probably going to be too exuberant uh, this time. Probably get found out. Yeah, it's obviously a massive step up for him. Could be the, the pacemaker in the race, but yeah, Constitution Hill should be a procession here. How about you, though, Liz? Constitution Hill, we all uh, sticking with this one? Yeah, I think so. I, I don't know what else you can say that no one has already. Um, maybe like Mark said, with regards to Epiton, I think it's probably going to be the likely one to here. Um, but, yeah, what, what can you say? Yeah, exactly. It's just, uh, I think, going to be how far. And you probably don't even get that much value in the distance market. The only one I think may, maybe 
could potentially finish second if you can get maybe three places on the exchange or something. It's Metier. If it does continue to rain, he won the November handicap last time out. Clearly, this is a step up, but the key to him is really bottomless ground. And if it did get quite testing, he might be able to maybe uh, sneak into the first three. I think maybe Soriel's getting on a little bit now and... Uh, this this might not be his uh, day, but uh, yeah, so uh, Constitution Hill should just take another step forward and uh, rack up another grade one. So that's our thoughts then on the Christmas hurdle. The next race we're going to talk about is quite a tricky puzzle to solve, I think. It's the 2.30, the feature race of Boxing Day. It's the Labrooks King George's Sixth Chase grade one contest, and the Presse is your favourite 2-1. to one. Brave Man's Game is on the drift at 9-4. And Voyalen, the Irish raid of Henry de Bromhead at 7s, Hitman at 15-2, Royal Pagao at 16s, Ahoy Senor at 25 to 1, Eldorado Allen at 25 to 1, Frodon at 25 to 1, and Miller's Bank, your outsider at 66 to 1. Uh, Liz, uh, you can have first say on the King George. Quite a hard race to assess. I think maybe you give it a chance to maybe a few of those at bigger prices, but did you see it as maybe a match between the front two? Interesting to hear your opinion. Um, I mean, this is going to be a real crowd pleaser of a race, isn't it? Um, I don't think anybody can can deny that, um, but I do think this is going to go uh, one of three ways, <laughs> if I'm even allowed to, um, if I'm allowed to say that. Um, but I think it's between Brave Man's Game, Lom Press, and Envoy Allen. Um, but I do have a soft spot for Lom Press. His win last time out was impressive. He's just such a good jumper, um, and obviously he won that on top weight too. The ground is class as good to soft at Kempton at the moment, um, but there is some rain in the forecast over the area over the next few days. So I think if it stays on the softer side of good, he'll be bang on. But he's shown how good he is, um, and I'll be shouting his name at the final fence. Definitely a Gold Cup horse. Um, we'll see how this race unfolds. Yeah, I think if this race is at Cheltenham, I'd be pretty sweet on the home press. Just maybe a bit concerned about the track, but it's definitely a major player. How about you, Mark? How did you see the King George? I think the market's looking a bit bit more correct now. Um, earlier in the week, Brave Man's Game was a clear favourite and obviously all the money's been for the home press. And I did think he probably should have been favourite last week. He's around get around seven to two, four to one in places. He's too big. Um one thing I will say as well, see I'm in Hammersmith just now, it's been raining every single day torrential rain for the last week. So the, I was on close to Kempton. So the ground is um the ground's gonna be soft. Um I think it could be heavy in places. Like, it's obviously going to sue the home press. Impressive at Newcastle, carried a big weight, didn't have a hard race. I think Hitman was too short around 7 to 2. He's probably around the right price now. Good ride by Cobden at Haydock. Uh, never saw a rival dictate from the front. Envoy Allen's interesting. Not so sure about the Bromhead Yard at the moment. Brave Man's game, always senior. I mean, either which one you want. You know, one, one, that, one that I do like is. Um, you know, I think Miller's Bank's overpriced here. I mean, he's currently, he's currently 50s. I think this one's overpriced. And then Royal Pagal. Probably three I'd play against here would be Miller's Bank, Royal Pagal, and Eldorado Island. That'd be the three I'd play against. Against the, obviously, the top top of the market here. Each way selections. I mean, some bookmakers playing four or five places here. That, that'd be what I would play. I think Miller's Bank's going to run a big race. Get about 50 to 1 at the moment. Yeah, I agree with Miller's Bank. I was looking at him earlier. I just think he's been crying out for the step up and trip. I thought it was a good run last time out behind Victoria. He was staying on quite strongly at the end. And it's interesting the connections go for the first time cheap pieces. I was going to say, do you think we've written off Ahoy Senior too early? 
bad runs and he can't seem to jump very well. But I don't yeah. know. He's obviously got class, and I, I, I like yeah. twenty-five to one. I mean, I yeah, obviously that sort of price, twenty-five to one. I, you know, I mean, it's certainly interesting. I think going round Kempton, it's a speed track. If you make mistakes, you're you're in trouble. I mean, obviously, you mean Kate will start up against long run, long run would make mistakes. Kate would, would nick it because Kate could jump, you know, back in the day. But you need a jumper here. I mean, that's why I think the home press is probably the right favourite. But Miller's Bank unexposed at this trip. 50 to 1 looks massive to me. Royal Pigal as well. Good jumper. Vinicius, yours flying. You know, if you get a bet on uh, the field against the Paul Nichols runner, that would probably be a bet. Good bet. Yeah, potentially. I, I think it's hard to rule out. Um, Brave Man's game and Hitman completely. I've been going around this race all day. I've had plenty of time to study it, and I just couldn't really find an angle. I, I could see, like I said, Mark, your, your angle, Miller's Bank. Katie was quite keen on the chances of uh, Royal Pagai each way. I personally couldn't have him. I always think he gets found out at the highest level. I think El Dorado Allen might be able to sneak in, into the places. I just thought it was a really difficult race to work out. I think Miller's Bank, going back to you, Mark, 66 to one, you could get worse 66 to one outsiders here. I think he's generally, like I say, wants to step up and trip to three miles. And I think he's a really lively player at a big price, especially if you can get four places with some firms on the day. So the last race we're going to look at Kempton at is 305. It's the Labrooks. Get your £1 free bet. Novices Limited Handicap Chase. And Balco Coastal is your favourite for Nicky Henson at 9-2. West Cork then in at 11-2. Solo at 6-1. Don Alvaro at 13-2. Panic Attack at 13-2. And bigger are the rest. Mark, I'll come to you here first. Uh, Balco Coastal, um, I thought he was a bit of an eye-catcher the last day, running on at uh, Newbury um, over two miles he steps up in trip here is, is he a favourite we want to side with or are we quite keen to take him on well see the, the Nicky Anderson yard I mean they're 21% striker at the moment four from 19 they're all running well um, again he's well enough found in the market he's probably the right favourite here um, off 133 he's probably going to come on a ton for that run last time out and he's he's likely likely winner I think, he, I think he's much better than a 133 he looks a 145 plus in my opinion so Fully tuned up, Nico on board, he's probably going to take all the beans. He's a right favourite. Yeah, I agree. I think 9-2 isn't actually a bad price about him, and I could maybe see him going off 3-1, to one, maybe even short as 11-4, 5-2 on the day. Now, I think the money will come for him, and like you say, I think he could have a bit in hand off his mark. How about you, Liz? Are you in agreement with Balco Coastal? I actually am, um, and I think we need to forgive his last run, um, being it as it was his first time out the season, although his jumping was very novice um, so he needs to sort that out. Um, clear, he is he is a bit of a hit and miss horse on form, um, but he was a useful novice hurdler, um, and he should be able to show his ability again over bigger obstacles, and I think this will, this will be his chance. Yeah, I, th I tend to agree with you. I just think he's better than his mark. I know he's always been uh, held in quite high regard by um, by Nicky Henderson, and I think if he could just brush up his jumping, I think the step up and trip is going to unlock a lot more improvement. Uh, if you're interested, Katie was keen to take on uh, Balco Coastal. She thinks solo for the, for Nichols could maybe uh, continue his uh, good record at Kempton on Boxing Day. So that's our thoughts then on the last at Kempton. We're now going to go to Weatherby's 
feature race of the day. We've got a really interesting contest here. It is the 135. It's the William Hill Roland Merrick handicap chase over three miles. And Sham Blue uh, is your favourite for the Skeletons at 9 to 4. We then got into Overdrive at 11 to 2. Sounds Russian at 7 to 1. Chantry House at 15 to 2. Fanny and Jethro at 12. Ira at 14. Sporting John at 14. Zanza at 14. And bigger are the rest. Liz, I'll come to you here first. Sham Blue uh, a couple of seasons ago now. He looked like he was coming there, cruising. He was going to win the Charlie Hall. Uh, he finds himself at the top of the market here for mark of one four eight. If he's in that kind of vein of form, would you think he could be quite hard to beat? I don't know. I think he's. I think he's too short, considering it's going to be his first run out of the season, and his record fresh is not the best. Um, if anyone takes a look at it, but um, there's twelve in this field, so there, there could be some each way value to be had. But um, I'm going with second favourite. That is into the overdrive. Um, I think his second to long press only by a length at Newcastle last month was very good. He really rallied and kept on. Um, although he was never going to beat long press, um, he keeps getting better all the time. Um, his win here at Weatherby at the end of October has to be commended considering he didn't put in the cleanest round of jumping. But I really like him and I think he'll he'll go well in this. Okay, into overdrive it is. For Liz, how about you though, Mark? Who did you like in the Roland Merrick? I'm with I'm with Liz with uh, into overdrive. Um, obviously, he's had uh, a couple of runs of Weatherby and one win and a third and a fourth. I mean, if you look at his forming, he's he's been thirty lengths off one twenty. Now he's off what one four two. Got four pound for that run behind um, the home press last time out. But it was a strange one. He was very very keen that day. Um, I was I was on racing post at the time and I was sort of watching him, and he's tried to make the run in that day. He was very very keen, and he's. And he's ran on again at the finish. Obviously, Charlie's uh, he's down on the home press, but he's up another four pounds for that. But I mean, the home press is no mug. I mean, off one four two. I mean, with a with a sort of form of the Walford Yard at the moment, they're operating a forty percent strike rate. I mean, this thing this thing could be could be the nap. I mean, he's he's quite strong in the market. He's seven's eleven to two at the moment. I mean, I'd probably have this in around nine to four two to one, and he's eleven to two at the moment. Yeah, I completely. I think if he puts a clean round of jump and he's getting a lot of weight, I mean, I wouldn't say this thing's an absolute certainty, but like, there's a lot in here with question marks. Like, I mean, look at Zanza. Would you would you trust this one to back that up next time out? Probably not at ten to one. I mean, I think an overdrive is absolutely solid here at eleven or two. Yeah, I think he's a great each way bet to nothing. You know, I mean, I completely agree with you. He he was the one that I was thinking this weekend uh, or this uh, Boxing Day probably would be one of my more stronger fancies on the card. Like I say, that form of long press reads really well. He won the time here before that at, at Weatherby. One four two looks an absolute gift of the mark, and I just think this horse could be uh, could have a lot more uh, to offer, especially in this kind of company. Chamblou, as Liz said, doesn't particularly go well fresh. Is maybe living off that hype in that Charlie Hall run a couple of seasons ago. If he is up to that level, obviously he looks well handicapped. But I just think into overdrive here. I think there'll be quite a bit of money for him in the day. And again, I could see him going off short, maybe around about the 10 to 3, 3 to 1 kind of mark. It'd be interesting to see how the market reacts then on into overdrive. Okay, so the last race we're going to look at then is on Tuesday, where we are going to go to Chepstow for the Welsh National. Should make it clear at the time of recording, we actually um, don't know the final fields but we've got a few jockeys booked up and we've got a few clues so we'll have a go um liz i'll come to you here first on the welsh national quick wave uh five to one for venetia uh do we think 
that's a little bit too short or are we going to go something at a bigger price yeah i'm going bigger price um as nationals always um always do especially in the each way um market um i mean who actually knows in these big fields but um there's some dower stairs in here and of course there needs to be i've taken a good look at some of these pat's fancy the galloping bear but talking about each way value um i think there is some in the two amigos although he hasn't recorded a win since january 2019 he is consistent in placing in his last 10 races he's placed six times and he does like it at Chepstow, and he came fifth in this race in 2019. Um, he is on a workable mark now, and I think he could surprise, but definitely one for some each way, each way money. Okay, the two of me goes then. Uh, one, uh, a big price there for Lizza, currently 33 to one. I've got on my screen. How about you though, Mark? Do you have a few up your shortlist on the Welsh National, or are you going to get your teeth stuck into one? Three that I liked here. One of them is is Lizzie's uh, the two amigos. Um, I think big fan of the Nicky Martin Yard. I think this one's interesting in day three. That's the back three here at any post. And um, the other two that I back is uh, one of them is Trucker's Lodge. Uh, obviously, Freddie Ginger's on board. I think this one has a chance of that sort of weight. Um, taking the seven off me, he's running off what? One, three, one, three, four here. Um, stays all day. Um, and the last one that I liked was, if I can find this one, I thought the big breakaway was interesting. He's short enough. He's 20s into, into 12s. So we like Trucker's Lodge, the two amigos, and I like the Grumpy Charlie as well. It was pulled up last time, I was currently a 40 to 1 chance. I thought that one was quite interesting off that kind of mark. That's the three that I like. Okay, a few there uh, to throw a mark. There's a couple in here that I quite like as well. Um, the one that I thought was quite interesting if uh, she gets declared is uh, the mayor, the Irish mayor in the field, Regina Dracones uh, for Thomas Gibney. Off 128, I just think this horse could be dangerous off a low weight. Uh, 66 to 1 currently at the time recorded. I thought it was quite eye catching last time out of Punchestown when parents get outpaced when after previously traveling strongly. But she did rally really well. If you go back and watch the race replay, she was flying at the end. And I think there could be a little bit more to come from her. Plus, she likes really testing ground. She's one of uh, places like Limerick where you really do have to handle the nutritional conditions. And if it does rain, she could go well. I thought Cyclop could go well as well. It's been running well in some um, good uh, staying handicap chases this season. Previous course winner. He'll get in off a low weight if uh, connections declare him. And then the other one I thought was interesting was Move the Chains. Not been seen since winning at Lingfield. But Gary Moore um, is a bit of a shrewdy. And I just wonder why the hell he, he decided to run the horse here if uh, if uh, if he if he if he um doesn't fancy him so for me i think he's an interesting contender but yeah i'm not sure if he is going to get declared one to watch out come post times okay so this is the time of the podcast where we look away at our other fancies uh over the festive period and i fancy quite a few uh, i have to say over the next few days uh, one i quite like is gray dawning in the last race at kempton on boxing day uh was a good winner last time out being Lanny Gag of Paul Nichols, who subsequently uh, boosted the form. I just think he could be well handicapped on his handicap debut. He's probably going to be the, the get-out-of-jail free card for many uh, in the lucky last Kempton on Boxing Day, and it'll be interesting to see what price he goes off. My main fancy over the Christmas period, though, has to be Panda Boy. 
in the Paddy Power handicap chase Perma per in a column I did for the Sun a couple of weeks ago. He was running about 12 to 1 at the time. I think he's best price available now. Running about 7 to 1. He looks like he's been laid out for the race. Martin Brazil actually won a race with him uh, when he won the Potomps uh, qualifier at, uh, at the festival last year um, when he landed a bit of a touch. I think they've had this race in the back of their minds ever since then. He went on his chasing um, this season. He won a Punchestown first time out. He then was put away for the summer, came back two quiet runs and great the company down the back of the field looking like they're just trying to protect the handicap mark and i just think uh, i think on uh, on uh, tuesday it could be his day to land another big pot obviously a lot of things could go wrong in a big field handicap but i just think uh, there's there's not many better trainers than martin brazil at uh, targeting a valuable pot and uh, i think he could be very well back in the day he could maybe go off shorter than five to one who knows but that's our thoughts then um on this uh, edition of the podcast thanks again to liz and mark for giving up their time hopefully we've managed to find you a few winners uh over the christmas period please remember to gamble responsibly merry christmas everyone and we'll be seeing you again soon